think it's really important to remember that consistency is everything when you're yes. trying to, especially when you're trying to build in a new city, because sometimes you're going to be discouraged. Sometimes you're going to be surprised. Like a bunch of people <laughs> will write you back and say, yes, actually, I have a wedding that I would love to have you on right now. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. Today's guests are James and Jess of James and Jess Photography, a husband and wife photography team based out of Santa Barbara, California and New York, New York. If you follow James and Jess, you know they travel quite a bit and they've shot weddings all over the place. In today's interview, I chat with James and Jess about how they market their business effectively in multiple cities, especially since those cities aren't exactly close to one another. We discuss some of the challenges they faced as they got started in New York City, and ultimately what it was that led to a successful presence there. Be sure to check out the show notes at DavianCrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode, and I'd like to hear from you about what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands at Book podcast as we move forward. I'd also like to know what episodes you've enjoyed most so far and why. To leave your feedback, head on over to the Davian Krista Facebook page and send us a message. Now, on to the episode. All right, James and Jess, I am so excited for you to be joining me on the Brands at Book Show. We've been trying to put this episode together for months, <laughs> yeah, maybe even since time. we started. Yeah, it's been a while. And I think we've kind of ping ponged back and forth between you producing a child and, and us <laughs> traveling. So we're finally here. That's right. But not only traveling, I'm going to give you a second to introduce yourself. But part of the reason that we haven't been able to connect is because I think you guys had nine weddings alone in September. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. And so you've had just a crazy season. But could you take a second and just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So we are James and Jess. We are a husband and wife team, photography team, and we are based out of Santa Barbara in New York City. And we've been doing this for, I think this is Jess's 12th. We're about to end Jess's 12th season and, mm -hmm. and my eighth or ninth season. And we met when I was in college and Jess had already been shooting full time for years and we kind of hit it off eventually after <laughs> a, a hot pursuit and we decided kind of to join forces when we got married and officially do the James and Jess brand. And with that came a lot of really fun ideas and a lot of work behind, I guess, what a lot of what we're talking about today in uh, New York and Santa Barbara and everything in between. Yeah, I'm excited to dig into what really the topic of today's episode is, which is marketing in multiple cities. So you all are, are bi-coastal too. And I, I would say Santa Barbara is not even the easiest airport to get really in and out of in terms of like, like cheaper flights in LA, right? So it is cheaper flights in LA. Santa Barbara's getting there, but it is that is definitely one of the uh, caveats of yeah. traveling 
every other week or so. So I want to, I, I definitely want to, we're going to dig into all of that. And there's so many other things that we could talk to talk about just in terms of longevity. You know, I mean, a 12 seasons is, is incredible. You have a, and we just talked about this a little bit, but a crazy end of season here, nine weddings alone in September. But James, something that, that he said right before we jumped on the recording here was that you all don't even feel like you know, you're not really necessarily stressed about it, right? And I think that just speaks to one experience, two, having systems in place to make all of that manageable. That could be a whole another episode. So, <laughs> so we won't spend a ton of time there. But again, I think it's just, you know, if you're looking for somebody to follow, if, you know, whether you're a wedding photographer or not, but looking for an example of somebody who's uh, who has longevity in the business and has really put together systems to make things work, you all are definitely people that come to mind. So, but we're going to move on. We're not going to let that distract us from the topic of today's conversation, <laughs> which is marketing in both Santa Barbara and New York City. And so you all actively mark in both places. You travel a bunch in both places. I feel like you could almost live in New York City if you wanted to. Yeah, And then I also want to talk about a fun trip that you guys are taking this off season as well. But first tell us, you know, you gave us a little bit of backstory about how you all got started and when uh, James decided to join the business, but tell us a little bit more about how, how you ended up being on both coasts shooting. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a lot of intentionality kind of to start. I think a lot of people think of multiple cities and and we'll and I you know when we kind of dive into it a little bit deeper we talk about like the intention of it uh, Jess used to live in Manhattan full time um, when she was in college she was there for a season and then she brought me out when we were dating and I had personally for New York it's kind of been instilled in me I just think growing up in a coastal town on the west coast the idea of something greater of a city of almost like a, a metropolis was <laughs> such like a grand idea. So we, she took me when we were dating and I think I stepped out of the cab for the first time ever and just felt more at home than anywhere I ever have, except for Santa Barbara. It was the only, only time I ever felt that again was when I moved to Santa Barbara. So along the lines of working with, uh, when we were rebranding as James and Jess, we, we threw out this idea of what if we, what if we reach for two, two coasts? Um, and that's kind of how that started. And I don't think you can get a greater contrast between Santa Barbara, which is like 80,000 people, tiny little beach town and New York City. The, the, <laughs> it's hilarious, the contrast between them. And I think choosing those two has, has inspired us constantly. But I think that there's probably a number of different ways going about trying to market yourself in, in two different cities. And it's not like, like for us, we are between... Baltimore and Washington, DC. So that kind of makes sense, right? Like both those are driving distance. It's not going to cost us really anything extra to market in DC uh, than it would for us to market in Annapolis or, or Baltimore. For for New York City, though, it, you're literally, you're on the other side of the country. You have to deal with flights and all of that stuff. How did you all, how did you all even approach? So you decided you wanted to market in, in New York City. What was the next step? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking back on how funny it was. <laughs> and like, to be honest, like a pain in the ass it was yeah. to start. And then it was it was great, like no regrets. It's a decision and it's very intentional and it is a it is a grind. I think a lot of it comes down to other people can't read your mind and don't know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So you have to put it out there. Like you have to be posting about it. You have to be telling other people. We when we did a full rebrand on our website, we marketed Santa Barbara and New York City. And that was before we were shooting a lot in New York City, but we knew 
that is where we wanted to be working. And so we yeah. put it out there for people to see that. But a lot of it is like the first couple of trips that we took out there, we paid for Fully everything. fronted at least the four, four trips, yeah. the intentional four trips. Not like, mm-hmm. oh, let's go visit New York. But when we decided we're doing New York, I think the first at least four trips we took, which were probably within like six months of each other. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we just kept fronting the money and, and it cost a lot. It did cost a lot on the front end and we were savvy about it, but we knew unless we, I think the pros and cons of social media is anyone can say they're anything and that's sure, a, a sure. brilliant thing. And I think I love that, but it's not enough. You have to show it. Mm-hmm. No show it pun intended right there. <laughs> we definitely fronted the money and, and then we can, I think we should talk a little bit more about what we did in those four or five trips. Yeah. And that's, the, that's yeah. definitely what I want to hear. So you, you decided that you were going to make the investment so that you could actually get out there and produce some work in New York. So what kind of plan did you put together to determine, I mean, did you just say you were going to be there on certain dates or did you line up? Walk us through the process here. Sure. Yeah. So I guess step one, choosing New York, being intentional about it, knowing that we have projected this six months, whatever you want to take these trips to really sink some roots in, for lack of a better word, kind of water the soil. And one, we put it out there on our social media platforms. And then two, we we did our research. You know, we figured out who are the people out there that we have maybe worked with before or have seen their work online or maybe maybe not shooting for the top right now, but like, hey, who are some people that I've never heard of that are maybe on my level that we can find on social media and reach out to? And then understanding that the greatest tool we use is relationships and knowing that if I have industry acquaintances and become industry friends in New York City, that's how you work with people. We all work with, want to work with the people we love and they are not going to know you unless you invest into a relationship with them. So as you as you reached out through, you know, social media, seeing who was already out there in New York City that you could work with, were these mostly past clients? Were they other photographers that you, you know, reached out to and just said, "Hey, can we take photos of you and your yeah. your loved one?" Like how did that work? How did you actually <laughs> like who were the t- the people that you were reaching out to saying offering sessions to? It was a mix of all of them. Yeah, it was <laughs> anything we could get. Yeah. It was in- anything and everything, right? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of it was like planners or florists or other other wedding vendors that we had either seen online or heard from other people reaching out to them but offering to them what we can do to help them so asking them if they need headshots or if they i think we even offered family sessions we don't really mm, do, do family, family sessions, sessions. <laughs> <laughs> but we're like how can we help you and offering that first because in any type of relationship, when you're able to offer that before you're asking, like we weren't asking them for anything for ourselves. We just said, hey, how can we help you and how can we be there for you yeah. during your season? And not everyone writes back. Yeah, I was going to say, what it looks like on the like, back end is a list. Like like you said, who did we reach out to? Well, we one, you start and it physically mapped it out. Okay, these are the people that I know live out there that are at least connected to our industry. Yeah. We happen to have one or two friends that lived in New York and well, actually one of them now, we just did an engagement session in New York yeah. last week, which was awesome. But at the time, <laughs> those, just, those photos were beautiful too, by the way. I saw them on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, that was a good time. You know, we reached out and she had just moved. She started working in fashion in LA, got recruited to go to New York City. And we were like, hey, we're trying this too. Can we run around New York and take photos of you? And of course she's in fashion. So she was kind of all dolled up. And, mm-hmm. and then we we kept finding every avenue we could so that we could actually prove we do 
shoot in New York. Yeah. We do frequent New York, and then eventually it becomes we do split our time between Santa Barbara and New York. I think going in it with a pretty thick shell, like you can start with a list of 10 people. These are 10 people I want to write back. 10 people might not write you back. One yeah. might. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah. One might write you back. Yeah. But I think that boils down to how badly do I want to do this? Like I didn't choose New York because it was trendy or a lot of people liked it. It happens to be those things at times, but I choose New York because it inspired me and it was an intentional decision. So I knew even if it's a hundred people down this list and I finally get one bite, I'm going to, to do this. Yeah. And not be discouraged when things don't work out exactly as you thought that they would. Sure. Sure. And I think that's great advice to people because I think sometimes people, you know, we have these dreams and we get really excited about them. And then, you know, yeah. we send these cold emails. We finally summon up the courage to do so. Don't hear back from the vast majority of people or maybe even, you know, the first time around and not hearing back from anybody. So I think totally. it's great, you know, you all including that bit, but even during the research phase, did you target even a specific kind of vendor? Like, was it mostly, you know, planners and florists? Were there certain things you were looking for? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of when it boils down to objectively, like what's our objective to get business in New York city, mm -hmm. just plain and simple. Who, and it's what I tell anyone who asks, how do I just book in general more? You know, when you follow your own advice, was like, okay, well, where are the, the hubs, so to speak, of where do weddings come from? Well, if we're going cold call, they come from coordinators, venues, sometimes florists and past and, clients. And past clients. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what research can I do there? Oh, well, there's these venues, maybe. And, you know, you kind of go, you know, you have your manhattan you're like okay vaguely like is there something in brooklyn is there something in new jersey or something in queens is there something around there that i can is there some low-hanging fruit is there a new venue mm -hmm. or is there a furbished venue you know you and that's easy to find you just start researching it or is there is there something that i could add value to that eventually might book me a wedding so we started reaching out to venues and like hey looks like you have this can we put a team together and do a styled shoot there and all of a sudden Every, you find people whose dreams are in sync with you and you all have beautiful photos <laughs> at a venue that books weddings with coordinators that book weddings with a photographer that books weddings. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's it. And, it. and I think we've all heard this before and it sounds so juvenile when I say it because it's like, go add value, go find the people and build it, like actually do it. Yeah. And things start to happen. And I think it's really important to remember that consistency is everything when you're yes. trying to, especially when you're trying to build in a new city because sometimes you're going to be discouraged. Sometimes you're going to be surprised. Like a bunch of people <laughs> will write you back and say, yes, actually I have a wedding that I would love to have you on right now. So like consistency, meaning like every day, like you have your things that you're working on, whether that's like posting on Instagram strategically with images that you took and mm -hmm. like making sure you use the right hashtags and stuff like that. But you have to be consistent in the game because there's going to be all sorts of right. ups and downs. And we, we always like to say like consistency is greater than, I guess you could say hype. Mm -hmm. like type of when we first were like are we doing this holy crap we're doing this we're gonna do new york like that excitement was fantastic yeah, yeah. understanding that the first email of a no i got back took that away completely <laughs> sure <laughs> sure understanding that okay i can't base this decision off my emotional excitement i'm basing it off of me consistently compounding every result i can get until it comes to a tipping point yeah. and i hope that only takes a few months. It realistically, before we started really jamming out there and consistently, it took over a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I would think anything faster than a year would be really, really fast. Right. You know, wait, because wait, relationships take I time. I've never seen it. <laughs> so, yeah. 
But but with that said too, you weren't living out there. So I think even just over a year is also, that's also pretty quick. And so I think it speaks to the effectiveness of really building relationships and being intentional about who you're building relationships with. Absolutely. So you mentioned something in, the, in your last answer that I want to ask you about styled shoots, specifically what kind of sessions you were setting up. It sounds like you were doing pretty much whatever it was that that person needed. Were you intentional though uh, about something like a styled shoot or something that would get you closer to working with more vendors at a time or creating like the images that you wanted to create out in New York? Yeah. It's so funny because there's so you know, there's so many things you're like, well, is it the images you need or is it the relationships you need? It's, mm-hmm. it's all those things. I think when you go into it, understanding my priority, my overarching priority of business in New York needs to be um, approached with a lot of humility. Like, so if we, for instance, like, okay, we want to work we need some coordinators. So, hey, is there a designer or coordinator here that wants to put together a shoot or even help put your name on a little shoot we do, even if it's not like an absurd venue shoot, mm-hmm. what can we do here? And if their vision isn't in sync with ours, give give it to them. Sure. You know, like honor that because they're taking the time to, to add the value to you. And then once they get, you know, you give you them theirs, you can turn and, and take a few for yourself. But objectively for me, it was relationships over photographs. Yeah. Our work does speak for itself and it should, and that's great. And, and the more you do that, the more photos you can take. But once you kind of have the baseline of a, at least a few photos in the area you want to, to prove, people want to know that you are a good person to work with. Sure, sure. So I, I guess speaking of those relationships, what are some of the things that you did to continue to develop those relationships? Like sure. we've gone to different places and and done style shoots and things like that. I think one of the challenges though, so, and, and it's not even necessarily, I'm not saying it's easy to line those up because no. like you said, <laughs> you could email, you could email 10, 20 people and hear back, you know, one response would be, would probably be pretty good. However, it's, I think also difficult after you deliver the images to those planners, it's not like the relationship ends there. What do you, it shouldn't, it shouldn't end there. Sure. Sure. What are you all doing to continue those relationships or stay top of mind for these people? I think the, there's a few things you can do. One, I mean, the best way possible, you can milk that shoot for as much as it's worth. Sure. Like understanding that in your regimen of what you're going to show. Great. And in, in a month from now, I'm going to post another one of those photos and a month, you know, consistently understanding that quite literally top of mind, it's going to be on top of your feed. You're going to keep tagging them and reminding them what you guys did together mm-hmm. and relate, like you said, relationships shouldn't end there. And, and I wouldn't consider that a relationship if it ended there. It is a very intentional, whether it be emails, if your relationship gets deeper or for instance, there's a, a handful of people every time we're in New York, we all it's, Hey, let's grab drinks. We miss you. Let's do yeah. dinner. Let's yeah. do this. And the beauty of the day and age we're in, they're going to be Instagramming. You're constantly conversating with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to have heart to hearts 24 seven, but understanding like <laughs> complimenting, understanding like this work is great. Hey, and, and always, always being for them and always reminding them at least weekly when you, just when you see their stuff, you know, we always have the thoughts, oh, that's pretty You should tell them. Sure. <laughs> it's like just these little, little fish hooks that kind of go out. It's not just this one boulder that takes care of it. It's all these tiny little things that continues to weave together a solid relationship. I think one thing that I, I really appreciated about what you said is resharing that content over and over again and getting the most out of it. And and going back to what you said over, you know, about hype versus consistency, I think one thing that, that we see a lot is that people do a shoot that they love and they share a bunch of images in a short amount of time from that shoot. And what happens is you've pretty much gone through all those images in a week's time and you still can to a certain extent, but you can share if that's good work, 
you can share that a month later, six months later, a year later. You can continue to share that that work. It's not like it's not good work anymore uh, after a year. Only if your work. I mean, if you had a significant style sh- shift or something like that, then you you certainly retire uh, work at certain points. But make the most out of your work because you put so much effort into it in the first place. So I really appreciate. It's like, well, why am I doing this shoot? It's not just to show off once. Yeah, and not to show off necessarily, but we book. It's so funny. People find us on Instagram all the time because we tag or the location tag of a venue. And it was like, oh, great. I haven't shot there in a year, <laughs> but I posted about it last week. And, you know, so I think another strategy would be like, oh, there's like a handful of places you like to shoot, whether it be like Central Park or for us, you know, those lo- those random locations that people will, will research. Well, if you want to be consistent in that world, just be showing that constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In general, what would you say were the biggest obstacles in getting started in New York. And I know we talked a little bit about those, but what did that look like? The feeling of defeat. We kind of had to come to a pretty raw place where just like in all things, you cannot expect handouts. Yeah. So we, you cannot wait for whatever location or idea you have to be brought to you. Cause by then it's <laughs> usually too late. If it even, it will never happen with New York city. It will never happen. <laughs> so understanding that we're going into this, not expecting someone to hand us anything for free but also we're going to go into this with a thick shell understanding that if someone says no or doesn't respond we didn't do anything wrong and they didn't do anything wrong at all yeah but understanding that it's a slow trudge and to keep your passion at the top of your mind and the end game in mind because it is super fun and i've never regretted it once but there has been times where you just like (laughs) Spending four months and I have heard nothing, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, or and it's even it's even harder when you do one thing and then it gets really quiet for a little bit. Sure. So it's the it's the behind the scenes that consistent, you know, it's the lower half the iceberg, so to speak, of what actually matters and understanding it's it's totally worth it. And you just have to be making sure you have your reasonings down enough that you will be willing to go <laughs> into it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. What kept you going during those times when it would have been maybe easier to say, okay, I'm going to focus on Santa Barbara? I mean, I think what a big thing that kept us going was knowing that we both love working in New York City and we wanted that more. So like keeping our eyes on that goal. Yeah, it was worth it. Keep boiling down to, oh, I could put this off or do we really need to do this? And and the second we would do that, it would start creeping back of we really do want to do this. Sure. And for us, it was flying back there and being back there and spending time in the city like that re-inspired us all over again mm-hmm. every time. <clears throat> and when you're physically in a place, it's easier to connect with people than just email. So like people that we would email or that we would send messages to on Instagram. Then when we were in the city, we would say, hey, we're in the city. Let's get drinks. And then, of course, those conversations that you have in person are just going to be yeah. more valuable than an email. Exchange. Totally. So I think for us, anytime that we got discouraged, we would say we just need to go back. Let's go back there. Let's yeah. be in the city. Let's try yes. to bend another shoe. And that would re-inspire us all over again. And too. that's, I'm just laughing because there's been times where we've just been sitting at like Starbucks in New York, like the first times we've been oh, yeah. just sending like hundreds of emails <laughs> and just sitting there we're waiting and for some waiting for replies <laughs> and in a note on the DMS and the emails. And this is, you know, coming from a point now where I receive those, if it's a copy and paste, I erase it immediately. And that sounds super harsh, but you know, you have to keep in mind these people are probably getting a lot of these. Mm-hmm. And if they're not great, hopefully that they're flattered and it's a first. But do when I say do your research, I mean, okay, 
Davey and Krista, I want to have, reach out to you guys. I'm not just going to say, hi, we're James and Jess. Love your work. Let's <laughs> let's chat. Can we do something soon? I would be like, hey, you guys just had a baby. Oh, my goodness. And I would add every personal detail I personally could. Yeah. And yes, you cannot copy and paste stuff like that, but it's actually going to be worth it. I'd much rather receive, I'd much rather send five of those emails than 30 of those emails in a day. Yeah. Because you're chances went way up. And I think it's so easy to do that now, right? I mean, with Instagram and social media, it's, it's, no it's I mean, it's hard to take the time to, to, to write personal emails, you know, but again, your strategy, especially prioritizing the relationship, even over the opportunities that you had in New York. And I think one follows the other, right? Like those opportunities followed for sure that, you know, it's, it's definitely worth it sending those personalized emails to people, even if you're, you end up sitting at a Starbucks for a couple hours alone, you know, <laughs> not, not getting quite the response the that, you're, the bar, whatever. <laughs> that you're hoping for. But I also got to imagine too, you know, when we do things like that, when you guys are starting this, uh, basically it's like starting a business again, right? I mean, you're starting, it's like, it's like restarting what you've already successfully done in Santa Barbara. And that can be, you know, you would think, I I think on some level, one would think that's got to be easier, right? Like you've done it before. But I think that kind of like what you're saying, it's a, it's a matter of reminding yourself to kind of go back to the basics, so to speak. And it can be discouraging because you feel like it should be easier. You know, like yeah. I've done this before. It should be easier yeah. to do this yeah, second like time. Yeah, we're already great at taking photos and we have roots in Santa Barbara. Why Why is it? Because you're completely resetting yeah. mm-hmm. geography, which is when you think about your home base, you wouldn't have a business without, we wouldn't have a business without Santa Barbara being our home base. Yeah. And the relationships you've built in Santa Barbara. First and foremost, exactly. Yeah. And so I, again, I think it just speaks to, especially in an industry like the wedding industry, but I think, mm. I think a lot of industries are like this, especially in the creative world, uh, largely that relationships do play such an important role. And it's not necessarily a matter of who you know, but it's a matter of investing in people. No. So I think that's, I think that's great. But I also got to imagine that to a certain extent, remembering that had to make it a little bit easier in the long run or just remembering like, Hey, it was, you know, it was hard building my business for the first time, but I can do it. I've seen, I've seen what it looks like when I do that uh, successfully. Someone who's looking to do multiple cities, I I would hope they've already have someone of an established business at home, an established home base. That's the part to draw off of. Okay. I have actually done this before. I, knowing that you've already done it is the confident part. I can do this successfully here. I can do it successfully somewhere else. And then going back to the relationship thing, it just kind of popped in my head. Once we've done that, and even through like Show It United, the conference, we've made friends who live out on the East Coast. I mean, you guys too, but we have some friends that live like right in either in Jersey or Brooklyn or whatever it is. And it's it's fun because if, if we're booked, we'll send them their way. And if they're booked, we'll yeah. send them our way. And that is that's invaluable to both parties. Don't think about the photographers as competition over there. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about something like photography is you can only take, you can only be at one wedding in a weekend. It's you know? why not. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's definitely, you know, if you're booked, like you said, passing on uh, referrals to uh, to other people as well. So, what I want, I want to go back to basically trying to think through marketing in uh, New York City. What advice would you give to somebody? who's trying to market successfully in another city. And I know we've talked about those things, but if you just had to summarize them, what would they be? Oh man, as a summary. Okay, sure. So one, I think I think it comes down to, like all things, why you're doing this, your foundation. If you are choosing a second location to look cool on Instagram, I know that sounds so juvenile, but it'll fade out. 
Yeah. It's not a, if you're choosing a location because it's trendy somewhere else, it, it won't last. Um, so actually figuring a location of why you want to do this. And I, I would say that's important to mention because, Absolutely. you know, and I know it, sa- it seems, it seems weird to say like, oh, who would, you know, who would do that just to look cool, but it's easy <laughs> to look around at people who are running similar businesses to you and say, oh, that person's off doing this. Exactly. Do I, like, and then all of a sudden getting in that mindset, oh, do I have to do that too? But you, you don't. Exactly. That's kind of what I, the point I'm trying to hit is I love New York city. I chose New York city because it gives me life and I feel super inspired by it. I know people that hate New York city. Oh yeah. And they should not feel like they need to go shoot in New York City. <laughs> Chris and I, we're, we're just homebodies, you know? And that's something re- early on, I remember, and kind of like you guys, Chris had started the business. I came on I came on along later, but I remember thinking, oh, it'd be so cool to be traveling this and that place. And, you know, after doing it a couple of times, I'm like, man, I just wish, you know, I would much prefer to travel to a venue that's like 20 minutes from me, get home at 10 o'clock, crawl into bed wake up in my own bed, have waffles the next morning. That's like, that to me is the dream. So I think, I, I really do think that's important to mention just because it's something that you can do doesn't mean that's something that you ought to do. So focusing on the why, but again, all right, we'll go back to you. What's next? Sure. My steps, I would say, like we just said, figure out a place that, that really does inspire you that you think you could consistently do. Go into it with a lot of humility, not expecting handouts. Mm-hmm. And this is my advice, like I said, is prioritize relationships over anything. And it sounds so, to me, it sounds so basic because I repeat myself all the time, even to myself. (laughs) But without, without having a solid, I call it spider web of relationships, a network of relationships there, you, it's not going to be fun and you're not going to be able to do it well. So that is my biggest piece is keep investing and going into it, the mindset of how can I add value to these people? How can I approach New York city and in some way leave it, make it better than when I found it? How can I add value to this tiny little niche or person or crew that I got in with? How can I make it better than when I found it? Yeah. So actionable, like it seems silly, but that's, that is what it is. Yeah. But I think that's, uh, I mean, I, to me, that should be encouraging to people because I think sometimes we get in the, the tendency of thinking that there's some hack marketing trick out there that only mm-hmm. the, only the special people know about. Mm-hmm. I personally don't pay for, we don't pay for market or paid marketing at all. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But I knew I wanted to do this long term and I knew if I it might get a couple weddings here and there, but it would be kind of from a random source. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think, I think too, like based off what you're saying, if, especially when it comes to paid marketing, paid marketing can be a little bit tricky, oh, especially yeah. when you're charging a certain amount per wedding, you know, and a word of mouth referral or a referral from a relationship is going to be much more likely. Much more likely than someone who stumbles across a paid ad and you're like, well, how much? And that's the thing I think. Do we market? Absolutely. Like it looks different. I would rather take, say, like, let's say on a, on a scale, you're taking a grand and you're like, I'm going to pay someone online a thousand dollars to market me. I would much rather take that thousand dollars and invest it in value of either a styled shoot or taking a guru out to dinner or anything. If you say you took a grand and you took 10 people out, that's like that, you're investing into that. Yeah. It's way more exponentially powerful than than marketing. And and if some people do choose the paid route, sure, you'll probably, you might be able to get a few here and there, but it's not sustainable and it's not a consistent, it's not a safe bet in the long run. It's also so important to treat each one of those people like they are your next potential client. Yeah. And like you are going to be working with them in the future. So like every wedding that we shoot, we treat the guests that way and especially the bridal party. And then we have a lot of 
bridesmaids that then when they get engaged, we're the first person that they call to shoot their wedding because they've already seen how we work and experienced us on the wedding day. And so I think it's important to keep that in mind with vendors too, that when you're working with them, like treat them with the same love and respect that you would if this was a real wedding or if this was a real thing, even if it's only styled, because when you treat them with that, they're going to know how you work. They really are. It's your character. Yeah. You know? And Jess, I think I, I heard you mention that. I heard you talking about that at the last United. And that's something, I think that's a great approach. What are some of the things that you do during a wedding day, you know, to treat the guests almost as if, you know, they're your next client? This is a fun, I'm glad we're going to this because I think we've talked so much about how to. Yeah. yeah. Like, once you get a wedding there, how yeah, do how you, you optimize it? it? Yeah. One thing, James and I will both do this on the wedding day, but we love to take a couple, at least we hope that they're a couple, like a, a, a someone that looks like you know, you can uh, you can scan cocktail hour and identify a couple, <laughs> and then say, hey, can we take a photo of you guys? Every now and then it ends up being. Oh man, cousins. I did it with brother and sister once, and I was, oh my gosh, I'm this like, is oh, the most awkward interaction, oh, and they looked at me like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> that is amazing, the though. Overall payoff of of doing that. But the thing is, like, but you're posing them as if they were. As if you were posing the bride and groom, right? That's what, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, only yeah. like three photos. It's like, hey, you got a photo together. And then if they want one with their iPhone, great. And that's an opportunity to, hey, are you on Instagram? And that's just a little touch point. Because yeah. once you sew a little thread between I'm a photographer, you're a cute couple, let's work. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of planted a seed there. And a lot of times it's the couple's first professional photo they've ever had taken. Mm-hmm. And they Which is that. so, uh, and like, it sounds absurd to all of us who are photographers, right? Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you're like, <laughs> no, like most people don't go out of their way to have professional photos taken, especially pre-engagement. Yeah, especially yeah. pre-engagement. So that's, that's such a good point. That's such, I think that's such a strong thing that people can do real easily. Cause during cocktail hour, what else are you doing? You know, otherwise yeah, you're just getting random. Second, even yeah. have your second go do it for yeah. you. It, yeah. You know, there's two of us, which is yeah. great, but there's always enough time to do that. So another thing to do is it's very, especially you get so excited with those photos of the first wedding. A lot of times you're like, oh, these are sacred. I need to paste these out or I need to get this published or something. I would highly recommend sharing those images freely with every vendor. Oh, and, I, yeah. and I would say proactively do that because I know there's, there's all kinds of styles of business. I'd rather continue to found a relationship than to make like a hundred bucks off a few images for someone's marketing purposes. Mm-hmm. So I would, after the wedding, I, we make a separate cloud spot gallery for vendors. Hey vendors, it was awesome to work with you. Here's the download link. Please feel free to use these as you wish. I can't wait to work with you again. Here's everyone's tags to make sure you're, you're and then that just furthers. Yeah. The relationship. Quick question, watermark or no watermark? No watermark. No watermark. Yeah, no I never watermark. watermarked nope. a photo in my life. No, because, neither have we. One, because... I have been frustrated at photos with watermarks and I know Photoshop, which I don't do, but I'm like, all it takes is a screenshot and a crop of like half an yeah. out. or if it's right across to be like, personally, when I see an image with a watercross across the whole thing, it's like, well, this is, this is a pointless image. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and I think too, as far as like building into those relationships, you know, if you can give a florist an image of the uh, image you took, that's beautiful that captures her work beautifully you know she's gonna have no problem crediting you on social media or remembering you the next time she's asked for a recommendation but if you give her one with like a crazy ugly watermark that's probably not going on her website she's not using it and you're not top of mind anymore yeah and that comes down to like the generosity of that people remember your generosity and 
I think a lot of time people think, oh, but you can't edit it or you can't throw a filter on it. And I get that. Like we spend a lot of time dialing in our style, but say on the off chance someone throws over an Instagram filter or something in your photo and posts it and tags you, all that's going to do is have them go back to your, <laughs> if they actually follow through with the tag, they'll find your page yep. and be like, oh, they're actually this, like fantastic. Yeah. It doesn't damage you at all as much as we think in our heads, right? Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I want to talk about before we wrap up here is your trip that you're taking to Paris this off season. Yeah. And so can you talk about why you wanted to take this trip? And it was originally a, I mean, it still is a, it wasn't business motivated, right? No, not at all. The, the motivation, so we're, our off season is six weeks. So, <laughs> so for six <laughs> weeks, we're going to move to St. Germain, Paris. Uh, we already booked our apartment out there and flights and everything. So we, every year since we've been married, mm. we've said we want to spend a month or two out of the country during <laughs> our off season, because of course, during that time in off season, that's when you're getting a lot of leads and inquiries and you're either meeting with couples or for, in our case, we Skype with a lot of our couples. Don't necessarily need to be quote unquote in the office. Yeah. 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 So we always said, oh, next year we'll do this. Next year we'll do this. And we're celebrating five years of marriage. Mm-hmm. In like Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. But we realized, oh, something keeps <laughs> coming up in our schedule. If we, And if we don't book it and like carve out that time intentionally. Which is very great. Yeah. Like it's, I'm not We're complaining so where, you know, things come up, mm-hmm. but you have to be proactive with your time. It's a yeah. pretty sacred thing. So we said, this was actually before our last trip to Paris in July. Mm-hmm. We said, okay, Paris next year, Let's figure out when we can do this. Let's pick the dates. Let's book it and then protect that time. So So, we have a wedding January, mid-January, like two days after flight to Paris. And we'll be there. Like you said, it's for leisure. Jess actually did 23 and me this year and like randomly found out I was like a little bit of French. And she's like, oh, honestly, it has to be Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so we'll go. And a lot of it's just, it sounds really funny, but whenever we spend a lot of time somewhere else, even even small amounts of time creatively, you just get a different perspective. And it's kind of like when you're playing Mario as a kid and you get a mushroom and you like level up. <laughs> you're like, it really does level you up. Like every time I go somewhere. I think that's one of the best uh, like metaphors that somebody has <laughs> used for um, creatively leveling up. I love Basically that. that. <laughs> so this started as a, as more of like a personal way to celebrate an anniversary. However, since then you've booked a number of sessions in, uh, yes, in Paris. Sir. Which is awesome because again, I think as far as leveling up creatively, you have subjects to, to shoot out there and you're booking work, which is never, you know, never a bad thing. Do you think that you, the investment you made in choosing to shoot in a second destination, like choosing to shoot in New York City has helped you book other destinations as well, whether it be destination weddings or in this case, just sessions, you know, you put it out there, you're going to Paris and now yeah. you have a number of sessions booked. Do you think the, the two are correlated in any way? I think it'd be silly to say, no, it had no influence. (laughs) After all, like if you want to compare strategically, let's to go real quick back to Santa Barbara, New York. It basically, once you have roots in both places, it it doubled your reach Mm -hmm. physically. Yeah. Like we are, someone sees you on your West coast. We get a handful of Mexico, Hawaii, and you can go Pacific Northwest because Mm -hmm. we're, we're pretty central there. As in, if we're on the East coast, you got the whole East coast, Iceland's right up there and Europe is basically closer than Hawaii to us <laughs> yeah. from yeah. New York. Yeah. Yeah. So that exponentially opens up that realm. Yeah. And um, people and know helps, you travel. And it, yes. it, that's the thing. Yes. And people know you travel through it. So 
people are expecting travel. And I yeah. think when yeah. we announced that we were going over there as a handful of past clients and people that followed us or that already wanted that, oh, Paris. Mm-hmm. And it was more of a reason. They were looking Let's for Let's pull excuse. the trigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think ha- living that lifestyle people of being people that travel definitely it made it easier for us to even have the thought of living somewhere for six weeks out of the country. And I think it encouraged others to, to come alongside. Well, that's awesome. I'm really excited to follow along as far as if we were in Paris, we'd be booking a session for sure. <laughs> Jack, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about flying with our, I mean, he would be, he'd be closer to eight months at that point, but still. <laughs> so you all owe us a trip uh, out here to Annapolis for sure at some point though. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to share about that because I think booking those destinations book or consistently booking destination weddings or destination events is something that people would love to do. And they want to do when they, especially when they get into this industry, but it's, it seems like such a confusing feat, but I think you guys broke it down, I think into much more manageable steps. So I appreciate that. If you are going to be at show United, these two are giving uh, a keynote this year. Super stoked about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's awesome. Ah. And otherwise, if you are in Paris listening to this, this episode, you should get in touch with James and Jess. And speaking of what are the best ways for people to follow along and learn more about you all? Totally. Yeah. I think Instagram's our daily upkeep of what we're doing. So Jess is at Jess Fairchild and I'm at James Witty. Other than that, you can find us at jamesandjess.com and there are streams of whatever most current events are yeah. on there that wherever you can find us. Awesome, y'all. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And then if it's okay to say anyone listening, like if you have more questions about this or you're genuinely curious about New York or Paris or anything else, you guys feel free to email us, DM us. Yeah. We're, we love chatting about this stuff. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome offer. So if you're listening and you're interested, definitely take them up from that. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com.